Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Well, hello and welcome to another episode, our Leader in Highlight Women in Electronics radio program. We are so excited today to have Alan Bird on the phone with us from Aero Electronics. I will turn it over to you, Alan, to introduce yourself, what your position is at Aero, and actually what that entails. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. I really appreciate it. Good morning to you in uh, sunny Phoenix there. And um, my name is Alan Bird. I'm the president of the Aero Global Supply Chain Services Organization. And our organization really develops and implements the most complex supply chains around the world for our clients. And it usually entails large suppliers in our industry with large customers in our industry. All right. Well, thank you, Alan. We're so um, honored that you joined us today. So thank you for being here. Um, I wanted to start our interview out because, Alan, you know, you're one of these seasoned people in our industry. Uh, Most people know who you are. Uh, you've attended a lot of events. You've spoke on panels. Um, and I just wanted to get an idea. Did you start out when you graduated college thinking, I want to get into the electronic component industry? Or how did you land here? Well, first of all, I'd like to, I'd like to really thank you for pointing out the uh, seasoned part of the uh, comment. So, in other words, I'm old and been around a while, so um, quite accurate. But, no, I mean, Literally, Jackie, when I graduated college, uh, I was born in Western Pennsylvania. Um, my mother's a school teacher. My dad actually never went to college. And at the time, it was about getting a job. Um, I had a strong desire. My father was in sales. And, you know, I looked at that as sort of one of those things that, boy, I'd like to be able to do that someday. But at the time, I, I was literally in a position where I needed a job. And, and I entered into my senior year with that goal in mind, get a job. I was really fortunate in that at the time, Texas Instruments happened to be recruiting on campus and they had recruited for many positions. There happened to be a position that was uh, a little different, unique, and offered an opportunity to get into what they called their training program for sales. And I was lucky enough to land a job with that organization and opportunity it allowed me to go off and do design work be trained by Texas Instruments, which, by the way, in our industry, many people in our industry have gone through that training program and then get into marketing after that and then ultimately getting into sales. And literally, for me, it was a great opportunity getting out into Detroit and getting a real exposure into sales, grew into the management role there and took over increasing amounts of responsibility until ultimately I was given an opportunity to join Arrowforce years ago and take a global role and then a few years ago was asked to to take on a new role in the company i've been very fortunate in my entire career in that i've been able to work for great companies then given an opportunity to take on more responsibility you hear a lot right you get an opportunity to fail and i think given an opportunity to fall down pick yourself back up and then continue on i think is one of the keys of anybody's career that you have to be able to do Mm. You know, I love that because I, I actually just put something out on LinkedIn the other day and said, you know, the failure is not in not succeeding, it's in not trying at all. And I think that what you just described is typically what we're finding is that men 
have more of a confidence in trying new things or maybe going to that next level, maybe having some uncertainty. A lot of our female listeners, Alan, this is something great to address with them because we find that many females, that's maybe their stumbling block. Can I do this? Should I take that next step? Even the confidence sometimes to interview, we're finding is a major difference. So I wanted to turn that over, get your thoughts on that, see if, if that's something you've recognized in your career and what would your input be? Well, I think it's true for almost all younger employees, right? Men and women. And I think that confidence is something that we have to continue to instill in our organization, right? So, you know, certainly in young women, what we have seen, at least I've seen in my career, is that it would almost appear they want it to be perfect. We have to continuously encourage everyone that failure is, quite frankly, everybody fails. And anybody who says they haven't failed at something in their career, either extremely lucky and gifted or maybe not telling the truth, because there's no way that you're going to be successful, that you think are going to work, and then ultimately don't, or at the very least, don't work the way you thought they would, and that you have to adjust and pivot along the way. That failure, we have to continue to help our employees understand that failure is it's guaranteed. You are guaranteed to fail. Part of that is, let's be honest, when you fail, your ego takes a bit of a bruise, right? I mean, that is true. You, you're frustrated with yourself. You're frustrated it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. And certainly there's concern that I've now completely derailed my career. Look, there's degrees of failure. I think we better recognize that as well, right? Especially in your early years, I would argue and say there are very few failures that are catastrophic. There are failures that you might think are catastrophic, but the reality is, is that those failures are teaching moments. I would really put forward in our industry, especially most of our companies in this industry recognize that as the the roadway for our employees. So I can't stress enough the fact that certainly for all the young women, taking a risk and taking on something that you're not comfortable with is the way you grow. You have to be willing to accept that you're not perfect. And I know that might come as a shock to some people. You know, the reality is none of us have gotten to where we are in our, our careers, not taking chances and not pushing things to say, I really think that this is going to be successful. Because obviously we wouldn't do it if we didn't think it was going to be successful. But recognizing that if you want to use a sports analogy, 400 hitter is unheard of for a career. That means that. 60% of the time, you fail. And in business, I think our, our percentages are a little better than that, but you certainly don't bat 100%. And so we've got to encourage everyone to accept failure, especially when your career is a new person. you got to take those opportunities to grow and understand that some of the times you're going to stub your toe and you're going to fail and, and not look at it as, oh my gosh, I've completely derailed my career. Look at it as, I've now learned that that didn't work. So I'm going to apply that to the next thing I do. I don't do that again. And it's not making a mistake that's the problem. The problem is, is when you make a mistake time after time after time. And that, to me, is something I look at as a manager and say, in the same mistake time and time again, you know, I'm a big believer. You either have a competence or a commitment problem, right? So either you're not competent enough to that you've done the same thing three times in a row 
or you have a commitment issue in that you just aren't committed to making this right. So don't worry about the one mistake and learn from it so that you can go forward. Wow, that's great advice. I love that. So confidence or commitment. So you're right, not conscious of what you're doing and you're not taking the time to really care about it. You will make the same mistakes because you're just being a little negligent, but confidence is totally different. And what we're finding is once women take that next step what we were talking about the other day is sometimes it's our own internal barriers that hold us back. But once we can look outside and see somebody else has done it and paved the way and is there, then we'll have the confidence to step out and do that. And typically women really succeed. And, and I'm sure our young professionals, because I'm so impressed with some of the youth that I've seen come into this industry that they're go-getters. They are hard workers despite what we hear. And there really is a place for them because we have a lot of turnover in the next five to 10 years. And really what I wanted to talk to you too um, about, Alan, is mentorship because this is such a big topic that keeps coming up because of succession planning and all these things. So we know that we have a lack of industry recruitment right now. There's not a lot of youth coming in and we're not seeing that developing talent come up to the level we would like given our current status in the industry. So what is your best advice with mentorship? How do people get mentorship? What can you even say to existing leaders who are maybe going so fast in their own world that they're not maybe taking the time to mentor somebody else? What are your thoughts? I view mentorship in two buckets. You have formal mentorship, you have informal mentorship. You know, we're trying to help, you know, reach down in our organizations. And and I think that's very useful. Quite frankly, I, I would say at equal value, is informal mentorship. What I would recommend to everybody who's entering our industry is make the effort to reach out, ask somebody for their mentorship. And it doesn't have to be this formal, I'm meeting with you every Tuesday at two o'clock to talk about your life goals and all of that. To be honest with you, the thing that I find the most invigorating for me, and again, many in our industry have internship programs. So here at Arrow, you know, we have anywhere between 100 and 200. And I can't tell you, it's been so, so much fun to see these interns. And by the way, I meet with every single intern. When we were smaller groups, I met one-on-one. Now that we're bigger, I tend to have about 10 at a time. And I offer to every single intern, listen, you want to talk to me, here's the email, here's the phone number. And I would say that Every year, there's between five and 10 individuals that take up that opportunity and reach out to me and say, can you give me 30 minutes? As you can imagine, an organization this big and quite frankly, an internship program that big, hey, some people have chosen not to join Arrow. They've joined other companies. And guess what? These young people, I still stay in contact with them. I still interface with them. And especially, you know, to your comment about the female part of the organization, females are so impressive as to where they want to head. But taking the first step out to level or even an executive at the company, what's the worst can happen? Say no, right? Have the confidence to reach out. We want to help the next generation. It's good for our company. It's good for the industry. While there are certainly formal mentorships that we have, and again, many I'm sure who are listening to this have, Don't underestimate informal mentorship. That can be that you just grab a cup of coffee with me for 10 minutes. Again, most people want to do, and I think they would make time out of their day if they can to do it. 
I think we've got to get everybody to try to embrace that. Do you have aspiration growing in the company or in the industry? There's nothing wrong with asking for a little mentorship, right? And again, it's not it's not a huge time sink and it gives you a network that you can start to build upon. Well, I think it's a really good point. And to tell you the truth, what we have found is that men typically love that informal mentorship, like you just talked about. Women typically like the formal, the scheduled, like like you were saying. So probably a combination of both is good, um, especially we're finding for women to be in a formal mentorship program, in addition, reaching out and getting that informal mentorship. The reason females typically haven't been mentored up is because they don't like informal mentorship. And typically men, as I'm finding, as they've reached different levels in their career, it's because they have themselves reached out to that next level. They have those meetings where they go have coffee or have a beer somewhere or go play golf, whatever. But women typically have more of an issue doing that. So we're, we're trying to bridge these gaps with our mentorship program here at Women in Electronics. But you know, having said that, I know we're, we're coming to probably our last question. I wish we had more time with you, Alan, because I feel like there's so much I would like to talk to you about. We were kind of chatting earlier, and you had mentioned you're going to the lake, which sounds great. That leads into my next question about you and your passions. And, you know, you, you've had this career, but what fuels you behind the scenes? Like, what is it that drives you to get up and do what you do every day? You know, everybody in our industry has to have some passion that gets them, you know, to your point, up out of bed every day and into work. And again, as I mentioned earlier, I've been fortunate to work for three companies in my career, and, and they each had a passion for the world. You know, I know that sounds a little corny, but when I look at what Arrow does around the world, and certainly your sponsors and mentors to females, but it's bigger than that, you know, and, and you look at our current COVID crisis and what our company has done, and, and I've been a part of that, and, and literally making sure the supply chain was there for companies to build basically ventilators and other medical equipment, and in doing many things in partnership, and not, you know, this it wasn't about, hey, how much can I sell? This was a lot about how do I get product where it has to be as fast as it can get there, and how do we make sure that that's seamless because we have lives at risk? And, you know, you have to recognize that throughout your career as to what is the company's kind of core value. Looking at what we've done throughout the world, donations of computers in countries that don't have computers, setting up teaching classrooms in 18 wheelers using solar energy and, and helping coordinate Wi-Fi connection in a country that doesn't even electricity out in the remote area. Being able to see what our company can do, and, and to be honest with you, I'm fortunate in that what is a big part of the backbone of how we do what we do as far as moving product around the world and how we impact everybody's life. I mean, every single day. When you get out of bed, the fact is some of us had an alarm. Our industry was a part of that because I don't think too many people still have the, the wind-up alarm clocks that ring on your desk, Right. And you go from simple things like that the whole way through, you know, your coffee brews in the morning or your Starbucks and get it. Think about what our industry touches every single day. I don't know that there's an industry that can make the same comment or claim about what we have on the safety and the security and the health of everybody in the world. The vast majority of what goes on, we're a part of. And boy, 
that doesn't make you excited and, and get you up in the morning. I, I don't know what will, right? And while we certainly are a maturing industry, one of the world's largest industries, when you when you take all the buyers in our industries, all the distributors in our industry, all the supply chain people in the street, the manufacturers on our industry, and if you want to talk about a career industry and what what you could do, I would venture a guess to say there aren't too many give opportunity to both males and females and how we can progress in our career, what we can do as far as touching the world. Boy, I don't know too many industries that can make that claim. And so, you know, for me, yeah, I get fired up every day. And, you know, yeah, I play a small part of it, right? I'm a piece of the puzzle. It's a great thing for our industry. And I don't think we take enough credit for that in many cases. You know, we're all buried in, you know, we got our heads down and we're doing our job. You can start bringing it to their level as to what, we do, and let's be honest, every single one of our young people probably have a cell phone in their hand, and a lot of them are, you know, other electronics that without our industry don't exist. We tend to stay focused a bit on the drudgery of our jobs, so to speak, right? We all get buried into that, but boy, without our industry, I think there's a lot of people who would be pretty unhappy right now. Yes, and I have this passion right now to come together with the other industry associations. I think I'm going to make you the spokesperson, Alan. But it's really to talk about going out to the colleges and showing the excitement of our industry. And I have to say, Arrow does an excellent job at this. I remember being at EDS, oh, I don't know how many years ago, and Arrow was showing, and I think you were presenting um, the Ring video and other videos, what Arrow has done in the industry to take products that was like an inception and an idea and take it to fruition. That to me is exciting. That's super exciting. And I don't think we do enough of that in our industry as far as marketing what we do, showing what we do, because that stuck with me for a very long time. And I keep looking around going, why don't more companies do this? Why don't they highlight what they've been a part of? So I appreciate that on, you know, for Arrow uh, doing that and the whole program that you guys have. And I also want to say, on behalf of Women in Electronics, we started in 2017. At the time we started, we had just a concept. We were just a group of 20 women starting out with a concept and idea and people that said, okay, we trust you. We trust what you're trying to do. Arrow was one of those companies. And if it wasn't for support, that type of support, we would not be here right now. So I want to thank you, Alan, and your continued support on our council and just tell you that your input in the industry and also in our effort for women in electronics has been really amazing and very critical. So I want to um, encourage you to keep going with everything you're doing. Be that progressive leader. Appreciate you. And thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you, Jackie. And obviously for you, your counterparts that are helping drive this initiative, thank you. We recognize, and again, I think you felt that through other council members, our industry is absolutely about inclusion. Certainly Arrow is, but you know, again, every company that's, that's rep represented in the council, it's an important endeavor. As you know, I have two daughters, I have a wife. This is something that's near and dear to my heart and something that you know I think is for a betterment of the industry. Certainly inclusive we are, the better we are. And so thank you and everyone else for driving that forward and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. All right, thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Jim. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.